You could have a Ferrari mindset, right? Yeah. But if your body isn't matching up like a Ferrari, yeah. you just can't keep up. <laughs> exactly, that's a great thing. So. <laughs> Preston Sin. Preston Sin. Health and fitness expert. A beacon for busy professionals. Transforming people across the globe. Unlock their dream bodies and lives. So I had a client as well who first came to me. Um, he was 126 kilos. But the surprising thing is that through the process of working together, he actually lost 50 kilos. Because from the age of 30 onwards, we actually lose muscle. And we lose an average of around 3 to 5% of muscle mass per decade. You know, when you have your health, you want everything and anything. But when you don't have your health, you only want one thing. But I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to give you a very simple framework, what they, what they call a sleep hygiene framework. Okay, so it's very simple. 10, 3, 2, 1, 0. Now let's break it down. What really breaks your heart? I think in this world right now, I, I feel that a lot of people are not taking care of their bodies. Mm. You know, couple with the fact that we only have one body, right? We can do many different things, but we, without this body, we can't do much, mm. right? There's this saying that goes something like, you know, when you have your health, you want everything mm. and anything. But when you don't have your health, you only want one thing. Mm. So what, what, what makes you believe that uh, that is happening today? Is there, are there any studies? Mm. I think that uh, beyond the studies as well, right? I do see it happening on a very regular basis. Yeah. But let's talk about a study, for example. So the World Health Organization actually shares that one in three people are actually not physically active. And because of not being physically active, it actually contributes to deaths, 3.2 million deaths every year on a global scale. So if you think about it, right? It's as though every year, Singapore loses half its population. Mm -hmm. But that's not the scary thing itself. The scary thing is that this can be prevented by just being more conscious about your health and your fitness in your body. Why do you think that is happening? Why do you think people don't uh, really take uh, responsibility mm. and work on their uh, physical health? Mm. I think this is something that I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. I think uh, being in the industry for over 10 years now, I do see that there are many different trends and cycles happening in the health, industry, uh, health and fitness industry. So we do have uh, many different trends from the diets mm. to the workouts, to all the different sorts of methods and solutions. And what's the problem with many of these conventional methods out there is that they tend to be very intense at the start. So you must understand when somebody um, is starting their health and fitness journey, it's as though they are a baby. They haven't even learned to crawl yet or walk yet, and now you are getting them to run, no doubt when you have high accountability, high discipline, like a, maybe a personal trainer pushing you, you would do it. Maybe for that few days, few weeks, few months, but what happens when it stops? You might fall back to square one. So there's a huge barrier of entry or there's a huge intensity that they have to overcome, which doesn't really translate to real sustainable behaviors or habit transformation anyway. Mm, I, I like it. So meaning that a lot of times, yeah, like sometimes we are, people think like they need to run even mm. before they can even walk, right? Exactly. And that creates like a tension. And that's why you think a lot of people, they, uh, they struggle in that journey. Mm. So what happens is this, right? They can do it for a while, yeah. but eventually fall back to square one. And it's not about falling back to square one that it's bad per se. 
right? But it's the fact that they fall back to square one mm. and they lose confidence or belief in themselves that they can do it again. So many of them, the guys that I meet, right? They consign themselves to a fit that, oh, it's just my genetics. Oh, I don't think I can ever be fit. Maybe it's my family, you know, family history. But little did they know that I've transformed guys who thought like that to really be high performing guys today. Mm. Just because we actually worked with a strategy mm. that is not intense from the get go. Mm. Like the story, right? It's a baby, you must learn to crawl first, then you walk. So, but a lot of methods are zero to 100. So it's yeah. really about zero to 10, 10 to 20, 30, 40, mm. so on and so forth. Are you enjoying our content? Just subscribing help us more than you might think. We will be able to grow the show and this means better content for you to level up. Hit that subscribe button now. Do you have a, a, a story that illustrates mm. like a, a common mistake that people do in that process? Yeah, awesome. A good question, right? So uh, in the context of that, um, a lot of people do too much too soon. Mm. Right, the big steps. So I had a client as well who first came to me um, at his peak. You know, he was 126 kilos. But 126 yes. kilos. So it's a, that well above three digits, right? So if you can think about it, his lifestyle was in a, in a mess. His health markers was in a mess. His emotional state, his physical state was in a very challenging state. But this is not to say that he gave up, you know. Even before that, he was trying a lot of different strategies and methods. He was trying clean eating, he was counting calories. He even worked with nine personal trainers. So literally, he shows up to the gym, he does the, he does the workout, super tired, exhausted, burnt out, mm. repeats and repeats and repeats, nine personal trainers. So when he met me, he was 126 kg still because he couldn't sustain the results, he couldn't sustain the methods. But the surprising thing, is that through the process of working together, in about a year, he actually lost 50 kilos. 126, down 50 kilos. Wow. In that process, what do you think was the most important thing that he did that mm. contributed to losing 50 kgs? So what we did instead was to start off with very, very small actionable steps that he can do. That he don't mind doing, that he enjoys himself doing. And one of the simple strategies was just to simply integrate more walks into his life. Oh. Throughout the day, after work, things that he can actually do, right? That doesn't strain his knees because he's overweight, doesn't strain his back, doesn't strain his emotional and mental state because he's so exhausted after a long day. So that was what got the ball rolling for him. Yeah, so what I like is that you, you put two things that are very important. One is about, uh, about start really slow, small, right? Uh, and the second is do it in a way that you enjoy the process. And then, then you start increasing the intensity and what you do. Whoa, that is really, really, really good. Mm. And so, okay, let's, uh, can you illustrate what are some real examples? Mm. Like for people, if we don't take care of our body, what are real consequences that can happen in our life? So now this is a very interesting question because it's not as straightforward as like, oh, you get sick, right? Yeah. It's actually a very multi-dimensional cost that we need to weigh right now. Mm. So the obvious, right, you, you have health, you have a higher risk of health diseases, things like 
high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you know, and diabetes and all that, right? But beyond that, we can also talk about the financial aspect, the financial costs, your medical bills, your hospitalization bills, your medication bills, mm. right? Your regular checkups you have to go for. Not only that, but we talk about the social cost. Yeah. What if you can't keep up with your grandkids, your kids? What about your peers if you are a relatively young middle-aged guy? Can you imagine climbing up the stairs and your knees hurt? Can you imagine enjoying your holiday or trying to enjoy a holiday but you can't walk too long because your back is hurting and you need to sit down after a while? Can't really enjoy yourself, right? I mean, after all, you work so hard, you can't even enjoy your social life yeah. or your life in general, right? So your quality of life also suffers. The last one is your emotional and your mental state. If all these things were happening to you, where would you be right now, you know, in terms mm. of your mental health, your emotional mm. health? Mm. Would you be able to have a positive mindset? Yeah. I think it might be a bit challenging, right? And that mm. can actually affect your entirety of your quality of your life. Yeah, good. So now maybe we, now you can give us, give us a, 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 an example mm. of a, a story of a, a personal transformation story mm. from your, one of your clients. What happened? Awesome. So, I have a client who is actually a father of two and a general manager of a very busy and large successful construction company in Singapore. Mm. So what happened was um, in a span of around 10 years of dedicating himself to his career, super driven guy, super dedicated guy. Unfortunately, he's just, his body just can't keep up, right? It was also quite demoralizing for him because he actually had a very active background. He was doing things like, you know, competitions in swimming, soccer regularly, you know, basketball, all sorts of sports. But when he started working, this went down the way. When he you was know, put on the back seat, let's put it that way. And over the years, he found himself uh, being a bit more unhealthy, unfit. Mm. And in the years as well that followed, he still tried to maintain an active lifestyle but his body started to break down. He tore his ACL, he had to go for multiple surgeries on his knee. And he came across this weight loss program online whereby uh, he gave it a shot. So the main feature of this uh, weight loss program was that it required him to take uh, weight loss pills. So he took it. And the good news was that he actually did lose weight, lost around eight kg thereabouts. But the bad news was it was only temporary. So in the process, he thought that he could have, you know, transformed his, his health and fitness. But only to realize a couple of months later, it just wasn't sustainable. Mm. But what happened after that was that he, he still didn't give up. So like what you shared earlier, right? The, 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 most people are very driven. Most people are, you know, are very successful in their mindset. So what he did was that he thought, ah, maybe I didn't do that weight loss program, right? So he signed up for it one more time, a few thousand dollars down again. But this time around was an entirely different experience for him because after going through that many months of taking pills and pills and pills, going through the same program again, taking pills and pills and pills, he hated taking those pills. And what actually pushed him to find another solution was at a doctor's checkup where the doctor said that, hey, you really got to take care of your health. Your health muggers are not looking good. So thankfully we connected, right? And the rest is history. Today, he's actually 20 kilos lighter. Beyond that, yeah, 20 kilos yeah. lighter. Crazy, right? Yeah, and not only that, it's been about a year 
since we started working together, he's kept it off. His energy is much higher, his productivity is much higher. Even after all the multiple surgeries in his knee, he's going for his regular soccer games. He works out regularly. He inspires his kids to work out as well and to eat healthy as well. He practically is an you know, awesome leader at work and also at home just because he started to show up and to really take charge of his health, fitness and his body. Oh, the, the examples that you give, it's crazy, like 50 kgs, 20 kgs. And, and for people who are, uh, okay, they, they, they want to work on their physical health, mm -hmm. what are the three uh, strategies that people can implement mm. in their lives? Awesome. So I think it's really about starting small. But one thing that they can consider doing is going to make a lot of impact in terms of how they look, how they feel, how they perform, is to start resistance training. Mm. Now, a lot mm. of times, uh, people actually go for things like running classes and stuff because it's just easier to start. No doubt, I think that it's important to choose something that is easy enough for you to start. But if you're somebody who's rushed on time, limited time, start off with resistance training instead. Now, why do I say this? Because as I shared earlier, right, we tend to lose muscle as we age. So the thing about muscles is that if you don't use them, you lose them. And that means your quality of life can be affected. So resistance training allows you to maintain and even build muscle mass, improve your bone density as well, and a lot of other physiological benefits. So I think the next one will actually be to shift their focus to eating more protein. Mm. Now, why do I say that? The common advice is, oh, eat less. Eat less, move more. That's common advice. But you see, common sense is not so common, right? It's very difficult to apply as well. So when I say shift focus to eating more, automatically it's a bit contrarian really. Because now you don't feel like, oh, I need to cut out carbs. I, do, I, do, I need to cut out food. So negative, right? So shifting for a focus to eating more protein allows you to feel better when you're going about your nutritional adjustments. Mm. Number two, eating more protein is something that I think it's very important because our modern diet doesn't actually give us a lot of protein, especially in the Asia context. We tend to focus a lot more on our, our carbs, our noodles, our rice, mm. you know, not realizing that, oh, we need to eat more meat or fish yeah. or whatever sources of protein. So mm. that's the next one. Okay. And, and the last one will actually for you to be improving your sleep quality. Mm. Not just more, but to sleep better. And I think this last one is, uh, is there's a lot, a lot of people uh, um, worried and working towards that. Maybe you can give us like, uh, like what are practical steps to optimize the sleep? Awesome. So the common advice is to sleep seven to nine hours, but I'm going to take it a step further. Let me mm. give you a very simple framework, what they, what they call a sleep hygiene um, framework. Okay. So it's very simple. 10, 3, 2, 1, 0. Now let's break it down. 10. 10 hours before your sleep, try not to take caffeine. Mm. So your coffee, your caffeinated teas, try to put it aside. Now one very simple hack is to just to swap anything caffeinated to decaf. Mm. So that's what I do because I love coffee. But I recognize that caffeine actually stays in your body for up to 10 to 12 hours. So it can interfere with your sleep. So now that's 10. Three. Three hours before your sleep, try not to have too large of a meal or too heavy of a snack or something like that. That's because it, the digestion will interfere mm. with your ability to sleep comfortably as well, that discomfort and so on and so forth. Two, two hours before sleep, all the workaholics, 
please try to stop working. Yeah. You don't want your mind to be active, right? When you're trying to sleep. Use that two hours instead to go and spend time with your loved ones. Yeah. You know, try to read a book that's calming. Do something that you like. Mm. One hour before sleep, digital devices, close them. Try not to use them because the blue light that emits from them actually interferes with your melatonin production, which actually does which actually affects your quality of sleep if you don't allow it to you know, function correctly. And then lastly, zero. That's the amount of times you should snooze. Zero times in the morning. Because the idea behind sleep is that you want it to be consistent. You don't want to be having irregularities in your sleeping cycle. This means that as much as possible, try to have the same wake up and sleep time every day, even on the weekends. Mm-hmm. It, what, is, what is funny, I went through that journey like four years ago. It did completely change my life. So I improved a lot my sleep. And I like it how you, you broke it into small steps so it's easy for people to remember. 10, 3, 2, 1, and 0. Yes. Good. But Preston, uh, mm-hmm. people are so busy, mm-hmm. right, in their, in their lives. You know, sometimes it's not easy to, to, to integrate, you know, to integrate like uh, like family, business, like physical health, like what is like something that we can do mm. in order to integrate um, uh, some uh, physical health exercises into our life? Awesome. So I'm going to give you two quick answers. Yeah. So let's break it down. In terms of your physical health, right? There are a couple of things you can do as a busy person. So throughout the day, find ways to increase your overall activity. That will mean your steps, right? So for example, let's say you are replying some messages. Is it possible for you to just stand up and pace around while you're doing so? Or when you're on a call, pace around. Is it possible to park the car a bit further away? Is it possible to walk up the escalator, walk up the stairs? So that itself will contribute to increasing your step count. Number two, it's a little bit of a reframe of perspective. Now, no matter how busy you are. Okay, let me ask you this question. Okay, <laughs> On your busiest seasons of your life, how many meals do you still have every day? Busiest seasons. Yeah, most of the time, uh, three meals. Yeah. Most of the time, still three yeah, meals, right? Yeah. So no matter how busy somebody yeah. is, you would still make time to eat something. Yeah. Okay? So imagine if you're the busiest of persons and you only have two meals a day. If you look at it this way, Two meals in a week. That's 14 meals. No matter how busy you are, I don't have time to go work out. Don't have time to go and walk. But that 14 meals could actually be 14 opportunities to start becoming healthier and fitter just by paying a little bit of attention to what you eat. So maybe in a split second before you order something unhealthy, maybe ask yourself, oh, this is an opportunity for me to be healthy and fit. Maybe I can yeah. order something that's a bit healthy. Doesn't need to be completely healthy especially if you're a beginner, mm. but it could be something a bit healthier. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Good. Preston, it was a, a pleasure. I think it's such an important work, what you're doing. I think even for like high performers like me, we can think of changing the world and having a huge impact. But if we don't work on ourselves, on our bodies, mm. we will not have the energy and the stamina in order to achieve that. So thank you for coming and for sharing so many valuable tips. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate you and get to be here.